Hello. Kiwara. G'day. Kimmy's dad. Welcome. G'day. This is Ed on Sean with an H. Ads is brought to you by BesideTheSeaside.co.nz Hope you're well. Podcast series moving along. Always looking for some ideas. If you're keen, I'm keen to hear them and we'll make one of these podcasts together. It'll be a bit of fun. I guess you've noticed by now that I go back in time a bit. I guess it's because, um, oh, you know, had a lot of fun as a youngster in ad agency days. So I'll take you back to another one. It, it's my agency days, ad agency days, and I, I work on the Ford account. And one day, we're launching three brand new cars to every dealer in the country. In the 90s and the 80s, that's what you did. I'm, I'm, I suppose they still do it. All the cars, all the dealers come together. It's a great weekend. The boys get on the grog. The women get to dress up. It's a great weekend when you launch new cars. Well, we were launching three new cars to every dealer in the country. And I was a young writer at the ad agency, and, well, I guess I got the job. Anyway, this particular, I think it was the Laser and the Telstra, launching two major cars for the New Zealand market. Shows you how long ago it was, the Laser and the Telstra. Anyway, we're at the famous Southwood Car Museum, just north of Wellington, Paraparurumu. If you love cars, visit or just look it up www.southwoodcarmuseum.co.nz This place is, um, well, it's really quite special, you know. Like, go and have a look online and you'll see the kind of things that they've got. It's, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating spot. But it's also quite a venue. And it has one of the largest Wurlitzer organs in the world. It comes up in the middle of the stage. It's, it's phenomenal. Anyway, on there... At the Southwood Car Museum, huge launch. Every dealer in every dealer in New Zealand, it, it's a big day. Anyway, I'm there and it's my gig. And our talent for the day is someone who I think to be one of New Zealand's best ever singer comedians, a guy called Billy T. James. Some of the work he did it was a sort of the same sort of era as, as Croc Dundee and and he, but, but, but brilliant guy, Maori fella. And um, the people he worked with, got legendary actors like. Bruce Allpress, Peter Rowley. I mean, it was just wonderful comedy, wonderful humour, wonderful television in the 70s and the 80s. And this Billy T. James, he was a huge star around New Zealand. He's cost us $4,000, quite a lot of money in those times, for the day and the night. And he's late. <laughs> he's really late, you know, like, in, in, you know, on backstage, they're... they're Got a presentation to present the new car. The lights are on. It's coming out on a, it's coming out on a turntable, and they've spoken about all the features. You know, it's, it's all that stuff. And Billy is due on stage, due on stage five minutes after this particular thing's finished, and he's not here. I'm looking for him, and eventually, he kind of walks in downstairs, stage in his beautiful manner. He's sort of looking at me around and looking around. I, I go, and, oh Billy! I go and introduce myself. G'day, Billy. How are you going? Great. I said, you're due, you're due on the stage in five minutes. He says, um, and I've got an idea. I said to him, I've got an idea for you, Billy. You, we're going to go up on the Wurlitzer organ. We can, we can bring you up. He goes, oh, yeah? Okay. He said, well, let's have a look at this Wurlitzer organ then. And um, I can hear upstairs, the, you know, the PowerPoint presentation's just about over. And Billy and I are backstage, and I'm trying to take him to the Wurlitzer organ. You sit down in the, in the bowels of the stage. You sit in the... 
you sit in the Wurlitzer organ seat, and it comes, and up it comes. Of course, he's not playing it, but he looks at it and he goes, yeah, I think I can work this. I think I can work this. And Billy, who's had just maybe a minute, two minutes with this Wurlitzer organ, gets, gets on the end of it, and as it's going up on stage, you know, he's only been in the building five minutes, playing the song, he's singing, and as the, the organ turns, he turns to the crowd and says, G'day! And had him in the palm of his hand instantly. That's just how good this guy was as an entertainer. Another guy I know of the Billy T story is Mike Brunell. Now, he's a sales trainer, coach, author, and lead generation specialist. And he's a big fan of radio. Mike, tell us what you do. Well, um, what I do now is I just work with small business owners or companies that want to make more sales, basically. So I get into a company, look at what they do, and then I come back with some solutions that can help them make more sales. Before, before I sold my company, it was called NRS Media. We used to work with radio, TV, and newspaper companies all over the world. And I think we did a bit of work with you in some areas, Sean. I'm sure you did. You've been everywhere, Mike. Yeah, we have, yeah. So um, th- that's a little bit about my background. And, uh, and now, and I'm a Wellingtonian now, even though I'm a South Islander by trade. Timaru? It's called, no, Blum, Kaikoura and Blenheim. Ah, carry on. Yeah. Now I'm a Wellingtonian, love Wellington, even though it's a it's a typical spring day in Wellington. It's pouring with rain. You, you've done a lot of work in radio. You're in sales, and, and I guess this podcast has always been kind of about creative, but I, I started to think about it the other day, and I went, well, you know, th- th- there's a lot of other aspects of, of radio apart from the wonderful ads that came out of the creative department, and other areas were also creative and created some... Uh, amazing things, and you, you've worked in radio, what, all over the world? Yeah, I have. Yeah, and uh, and I, I think you know, this. I think you know how we talk. I'm a big creative man, as you know, Sean. You know, yes. um, you know, we, we created a product that sold unsold inventory around the world. But I, I think there's two types of sales people. There's the guys and girls that just take the order and sell the spots. Okay, yep. Yep. Um, and then there's there's the creative types. I tell you what I've noticed over the years, and I've spoken to a lot of sales guys, and and hell of a lot who just take the order, and invariably I can be in a meeting, you know, before I'm doing a session at a, at a radio station somewhere, and and ask them, who's got a great radio ad on their computer? Who any of you guys got one? You know, any of you guys got four or five ads? And invariably, well, not always, but a lot of the time, most of them don't even have an ad, and that's their and it's their product, Mike. You know, it's like, it, it, the, 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 this is what, yeah, you're selling spots and, you know, time and so forth, but you're actually, you're also selling the creative and, and yeah. often and, and often they just talk about the, the, the very latest one that they've done. And, and, and this podcast series has been interesting because I'll, I'll talk to salespeople and say, or, or, and creative people, have you got the ad? And, and many of them don't have it. And it's like such a shame because that's their product. It's a bugbear. Yeah, I know, yeah. And I, I don't blame you either because I think the good salespeople, are the ones that do have the ideas. Because you think about it, if I'm going and see an advertiser, right, my biggest challenge is, you know, I've got to come up with an idea for them. Of course. Or they won't, or they won't spend any money with me. But what, so what the good salespeople do is they, especially in broadcast media, um, you know, I guess TV to some extent, but guys that are selling to small business, medium-sized business, bigger business, unless you come in with an idea of how to help them sell more product, 
They're not really interested, are they, mate? No. And creative does that, and also like be proud of what you do. Be, be proud of your product. Yeah. This is this. I, I, yeah. I, I, I still get a buzz. When I hear an ad on the air, I go, oh, that's, that's mine. You, you don't always get that from some salespeople. That, before you became rich and famous, you know, from, from selling, selling ads yeah. all over the world, you, you worked at a yeah. little radio station in Napier in New Zealand's Eastern yeah. Seaboard and did a promotion with, with Billy T. Jones. Tell us about that. Right. Okay, so I was a pretty young salesperson when I got, you know, got into radio, maybe mid-20s, early 20s, something a, like that. Maybe, a baby. Maybe a bit older. I worked on a little radio station on the on the east coast of New Zealand called Ninety Three FM. Right, and it was the first FM radio station in New Zealand. Oh, so that, that was the very first one that got granted a license to operate. I was head of the Napier sales guys, and, and you know we were up against a monster radio station called Bay City Radio. Do you remember that yeah. Bay City Radio? The only way that I'm going to actually stand out and do things different is come up with ideas. Right, so right, so so so. One of my clients was a company called Arthur Toy Fabrics. They're all over. They're all over New Zealand. Unfortunately, you know the imports killed them. Yeah, yeah. But they used to sell fabrics, so you could go into Arthur Toy as a, as a woman or a young girl, and you could, you know, um, you walk into these stores and there's just fabric everywhere. Anyway, the lady that was running the show, whose name was Nancy, and she was just a wonderful, wonderful person. And, I used to call in on her, and I never really got a lot of revenue out of it, just a little bit, you know, a little bit of advertising here and there. Yep. And she said to me, Mike, look, we're launching a brand new store. Have you got an idea, Mike? You know, and and this is what I mean by the different salespeople. Right. The ones that the ones that see, I had to come up with ideas, Sean. Because you were you were the second station in the market, and I was the second station in the market. Those guys just turned up and picked up the order. I had to turn in and convi- t- turn up and convince the client to take a music radio station that was brand new. Um, and this newfangled yeah. FM thing. Yeah, for, yeah how do you, what's this FM thing? Is it like, does it come out of two speakers? <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Nancy said, look, have you, have you got an idea? And I, and, I, and I thought, what about a celebrity? What, what about a, someone that's famous? And we were brainstorming and Nancy said, do you reckon you could get Billy T. James? I said, jeez. I mean, he, he was famous. I mean, he was huge. He, he was like, yeah, he dominated New Zealand in the 70s and 80s. Wonderful talent, just, yeah. So I made a few inquiries, and he was managed by a company called, I think it's Hagen, H-E-G-A-N Entertainment. Uh, that's right, that's right, yeah. I said, hi, you know, it's Mike Grinnell here. Would Billy T. James be available to open a store in Napier? And they said, yeah, sure. Yeah, he'd do that for you. And I think from memory, it was quite a few thousand dollars. So I bowled, in, I bowled back to the lady, um, Nancy, and I said, oh, I, I think we've got Billy T. James if you can pay that much. And she said, oh, I'm in. Good honour. Good honour. Amazing. You know, anyway, I had to go and pick him up from the airport and uh, with, with his manager. And, I, and uh, we snuck Billy in the back area of the shop. Sean, the place was chocker. Mate, there were queues out the door. <laughs> Literally, like, down the street. To ask the question, what did it do for the shop? Yeah. Oh, the whole, well, put it this way, it positioned the store in Hawke's Bay. Right. Right? So everybody knew where Arthur Toy was, and everybody talked about Billy T. James and that visit for years. Wow. You know, the customers would come in and go, oh, Nancy, you remember when Billy was here? Wasn't that such a good day? And <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And uh, so what it did was, so, so in a way, you know, 
celebrities and promotions and, and, and things like that still work, mate. But if, if I said to you, if we could get a celebrity into a store, right, um, in New Zealand tomorrow, who, who would we pick? There's heaps, isn't there? There's heaps of people. But yeah, it, it, it's interesting. I've just, I've just done something with a, a famous New Zealand singer, Shona Lang, and, and you, you, yeah. you think they're... You think they're um, gone, you know, past their use-by date, but, you know, people yeah, remember sure. them and they have a lot of affection. Great story, Mike. Um, we're going to get – we'll have to get a couple more off you. Hey, look, mate, um, happy to share anything that I can. I'm a big fan of radio still. I'm a big fan of radio people. They're hard-working people. But I'm also a huge fan of creative because without, without creative, you're stuffed. You've got to have the creative guys on your side. Take them out with you. Take them out with you every day. By the way, Josh from voicemedia.com.au puts all these together for me and uh, he does a great job. If you're looking for a sound engineer and want to work with a top bloke, get in touch with Josh. He's at voicemedia.com.au. Ads is brought to you by besidetheseaside.co.nz.